Welcome to The Blaze. This is episode 193. I'm your host, Alejandro Veda. You are now pushing play to another blazing week. And what an amazing weekend we had, or a week we had. This has been one of the best weekends in a long time. You know, just really been able to relax, get a, get, get some rest that's well needed. And uh, just, you know, we were able to get a bunch done as we were ready, uh, getting ready for Halloween. This year, we did not partake. We didn't really get dressed up this year into costume. Uh, but we did sit around, serve a couple of trick-or-treaters until we really got tired of, you know, Kobe barking at every freaking doorbell, every freaking knock. Um, he's definitely a great guard dog. Uh, didn't want him to get too much, too much anxiety. Uh, so we definitely turned off the light a little early. Uh, but we did get a lot of, of trick-or-treaters. I mean, we we looked outside. We saw tons and tons of kids. Uh, but, you know, having a dog that really doesn't like doorbells to be rang or, or, or uh, knocks at the door, uh, it really puts a damper on uh, Halloween. But we just turned off the lights early, started watching some Halloween movies, and picked out on some candy. I mean, that's that, that's definitely a, a Halloween uh, in our books. But uh, my favorite Halloween candy has to be the lime Tootsie Rolls. Um, it's one of the best candies around Tootsie Roll. Um, I, I like all the flavors, but the lime to me is my favorite. So I have to go with the Tootsie Rolls, my favorite uh, candy. And the best costume that I saw this year was um, Vecna from Stranger Things. I think that costume has to be one of the best. Um, this kid had it on uh, on Halloween, and it, it was just legit. Uh, but my wife and I really, we really didn't do too much decorating for Halloween. We usually go all out, but this year, uh, we just really experimented. Um, we ended up painting um our pumpkins this year um i just didn't really want to carve out jack-o'-lanterns i didn't really want to deal with the mess i mean every year it seems like it's, it gets messier and messier and i just don't like i just don't like dealing with it you know uh having to carve it out and then having to uh take all all the pumpkin seeds out and all the guts out. I mean, that's it, it's not fun to me. So this year, uh, I really wanted to create something different. So uh, we ended up painting our pumpkins white. Um, and then we had some old crayons from our wedding, which, you know, we put on our table at our wedding, uh, on, on the tables at their wedding, so people could draw on on our uh, on their um, tables. Um, but we used those extra crayons to melt we melted them down and then we used them to drip uh, down the pumpkins. Um, and I think honestly, this was a great idea. Um, it turned out really, really cool. Um, I thought the colors that I used, I used a uh, purple green and, and a little bit of black. And my wife did like almost like a, a, a blood stained red, uh, had different colored reds, uh, like a red, orange or red. And then she used some black in there just to, just to make it pop a little bit. Uh, but they came out so cool, um, and it's a lot easier than than having to uh, to really uh, carve out a jack o' lantern. Um, 
and we're using old materials. I mean, I, I think that was the, the best thing about it. We used uh, uh, crayons from the wedding, but um, I, I like these kinds of crafts instead of having to do uh, a big pickup, big cleanup, you know. Um, but I, I really still wanted to, to celebrate Halloween. I'm, I'm still a big kid at heart, so I still like doing those little things like painting a pumpkin and, uh, you know, watching Halloween movies. And that's something that I like to do. Uh, but also this week, I've been able to stay real disciplined. Um, been getting a lot of compliments lately of just my weight loss journey um, and just seeing that the hard work that I've been putting on, uh, putting in has been really paying off. Um, of course I have a long, long way to go, but to hear people say something about the changes that you're making really makes you feel good. Um, so the, the motivation this week has been, you know, sky high. Uh, I've always been, you know, having these kind of aches and pains though, but this week I had this unbearable pain, um, it burned from my my buttocks, my butt, all the way around my hip, down my leg to my knees, and then to my calf. I mean, I've been sore. It has to be at least for four or five days now. Finally got some relief yesterday. Ended up taking off the day yesterday from work because it was just getting overbearing. But today I feel really good. Um so I, I, I've been really adding a lot more stretching to my regimen this week, my workout regimen. Um, that's something that I'm going to have to really stay disciplined in as well. Just just get some stretching in every day, uh, making sure that, you know, my hips and my and my back and everything just stay uh, limber because um, I don't want to get older, you know, having hard times getting up or, or um, taking a long time to recover, you know. Um, so this week I, I definitely let my body recover. Um, I allowed my body to get some rest. So I, I added a lot of stretching to the regimen, like I said, uh, but it's helping alleviate a lot of the pain that I've been in, um, during the weekend, you know, I have to say that my, my pain was a close eight. Um, didn't know what I was going to do. Didn't know what to do, but right now as of, Right now, I would have to say my pain is at a five or a four. Um, it's it's bearable, um, but I definitely had to take off the day a day this week just to get some rest, just to just to relax. Um, I know you know during the weekend I should have been able to to rest, but uh, you know it, it really it really was aching throughout the week, and so I, I definitely want to take a little bit more time. Um, but from taking that rest, I mean I, I just relaxed. So hope hope I'm hoping that it will help, um, but like I said, going going from a, a a pain level of eight to a five that's a lot a lot of uh, that's a lot of pain that was I was in during the weekend, but this has been you know one of the toughest tests for me um, since you know working out. Um, I definitely still got my workouts done uh, without overdoing it. But, you know, it, it, it's been a tough journey just trying to keep up with, you know, these workouts and trying to keep up with that positive mindset that, you know, even though you're hurt, you, you got you to gotta still strive to, to, to put in the work. But uh, this week, you know, it, it just been, it's just been a tough test for me. 
you know, and I was able to do it. I was able to get through it and get my workouts done without overdoing it. So I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, happy with myself and just, just that motivation is lingering into this next week. So, uh, but this week we we're also able to go out to go see that Fresno State game this past weekend. It was an unforgettable game. So I'm just ready to get this week started. Uh, so let's go. And this week I wanted to talk about a new Halloween movie from Netflix. We watched called the curse of bridge hollow. Um, it stars Marlon Wayans, and this has to be a, a great horror comedy, which a father and daughter team up to stop the evil forces of Halloween decorations that come to life in effort to help a dark force wreak havoc over a small town. I felt like this was a great family movie that had a lot of stupid moments. You know, I was looking for something new for Halloween. Um, nothing. I didn't want nothing too scary, but a. But seeing that this this comedy uh, horror movie came out, I definitely wanted to watch. And uh, what I saw was definitely something uh, worth watching. Um, I'm a big Marlon Wayans fan, and I thought, you know, seeing how he's done some great movies, especially for Halloween, um, made me made me want to uh, to watch this one. Uh, but in a whole, it's not your average horror movie. Um, it's definitely a comedy and. It de and Marlon Wayans definitely makes it feel that way. Um, it's been a while since I've seen a, seen a Marlon Wayans movie. Um, I think the last one was when he was when he turned into a baby or or a little guy. Uh, but I am a, a a huge fan of Marlon Wayans and definitely want to support his work. Uh, and it did not disappoint uh, me as he's always had this creative side of of, uh, of himself that makes these movies great. So make sure to check out this one um, for your next Halloween. My all-time favorite Halloween movie, though, has to be the Mike Myers uh, Halloween movies, which I still not have seen the newest one yet called Halloween Ends. It's still in theaters, so maybe we can catch that in theater before it leaves the theater. But I just wanted to ask, what is your favorite Halloween movie? Let me know. I need some recommendations for next year. And make sure to stay tuned to the Blaze Podcast every week for more movie and show recommendations. And this week, I would like to just say my condolences to the quality control label, uh, the Migos, and the family and the friends of Takeoff, also known as Kirshnik Kari Bell, who was the uncle of Quavo and first cousins with Offset. Um, he was gunned down this past weekend in a senseless act of violence. As he was struck by a stray bullet, there has yet, you know, really been any details on the incident other than a video showing an, an argument that took place in front of a downtown bowling alley in Houston, Texas. The shooting happened during a private party, which video has surfaced of the argument. Um, you hear the argument and then you hear two guns uh, go off and... Uh, Houston police are investigating this incident, which led to another rapper slain to gun violence. And this is after the new duo took their new, um, their new project to drink champs. Um, as they were talking about, you know, their new, their new project. Um, but the one thing that they talked about on that drink champs podcast was just how dangerous it is, uh, these days to be a rapper and, 
how uh, being a rapper is one of the most dangerous jobs in the United States. Um, and just hearing this, you know, knowing that Takeoff was, wasn't was gang-related. He, he, he always had a peasant, positive mind, uh, image. I, I think it, it's really sad to see this, um, especially because it was a census act. Um, this was one of the greatest groups of all time, the Migos, especially in the hip-hop realm. I felt like uh, with this new project with Takeoff and Quavo called Only Built uh, for Infinity Links, it was the first of for the duo. Um, and they as they were talking about it on the podcast on Drink Champs that it was many more to come. Uh, but the duo had this project out not only uh, for a matter of weeks, um, but although I felt like Offset, uh, you know, was kind of off this project for uh, just probably creativity issues. Um, I, I felt like Migos is still one of the greatest uh, trios um, in in hip hop history. Uh, but seeing this big unk and uh, nephew connection, um, we, we kind of saw this the sauce that they put on this new project. Um, but this project had me jamming all week. You know, um, it, it, it's just unfortunate that I have to talk about this uh, project with um, the death of, off, uh, not Offset, but with the death of Takeoff. And um, this project just has a lot of great moments to it. Um, just just the lyrical and production together just has a perfect, perfect um, just vibe, I, I would have to say. Um, the vibe for my workouts um, I was able to get a lot done and, uh, just bobbing my head throughout the whole thing. I mean, just, just the, just the vibe that they give you throughout the whole uh, album, but my favorite, uh, songs of only built for infinity links are hotel, hotel lobby, big stunner and us versus them featuring Gucci man. I mean, this album has a lot of different moments, but definitely did not see, uh, the death of takeoff from this album and, and hopefully, you know, Quavo really uh, t takes it under his wing to really put some great music um, that 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 they've made and 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 make sure um, he does his due diligence to pay tribute to Offset um, or or take off um, and Offset. I, I I'm not too sure uh, why the Migos uh, has a departure, but seeing that his uh, bandmate just died, hopefully they get back together into the studio and make some classic music. I just want to say RIP to take off and I just want to send my condolences over to take off family and over to the Mingos and quality control label. So make sure you guys listen to this album called only built for infinity links. And it's out now on streaming uh, services and make sure you guys are just staying safe and protect yourself. And make sure to tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more music suggestions. Now let's talk about some local news as mayor and other council members are looking at sit at the city taking over electricity delivery in Fresno. You know, this is a big move as our uh, Fresno City Mayor Jerry Dyer speaks at, uh, about uh, calling to Fresno to take over electricity um, from PG&E. And, you know, Fresno mayors claims PG&E is single-handedly destroying our local economy. As Dyer, who's a, a politician um, and who has been really making moves, trying to explore 
um, creating a local municipal power company. You know, there's been news conferences um, at Fresno City Hall throughout the week, uh, and many citizens are feeling uh, they are being gouged by rates uh, that PG&E are charging and continue to rise uh, with service that continues to be extremely poor. You know, um, I've had troubles with uh, PG&E in the last couple of years, and seeing the prices of PG&E and, and what they are charging for their electricity is outrageous. So, I, you know, I really wanted to read about this idea that uh, Mayor Dyer has and his office to get involved to really convince PG&E to turn on the power in various uh, Fresno housing projects, which many have um, not had power um, turned on for months as of delays um, that could move, you know, uh, houses and businesses um, to not being operated within our city limits. Um, but I also feel like um, education um, has also put an axe to the grind with PG&E uh, as a lot of college uh, presidents and chancellors up and down the state, state say they face the same delays and stall tactics and miscommunication from projects they've been facing for years with PG&E. And in short, really, PG&E is single-handedly destroying just what we have here starting in Fresno, especially with the boom of what's going down in Northwest Fresno and then here also in Northeast Fresno. Uh, but a lot of these community leaders uh, want to see Fresno create their own public utility district. You know, there there are over 40 uh publicly owned power providers in California, uh, the smallest one in Needles, California, and also uh, the biggest one, uh, which is in Los Angeles. Uh, but the mayor of uh, Fresno uh, is asking the council on Thursday to hire a consultant to explore the idea of starting their own inter energy firm. And, and this is really... Uh, what's going to be ahead of us. Uh, but Meyer, uh, but Mayor Dyer says that the city's current partnership with PG&E is not working and uh, to do nothing is really unacceptable. So uh, PG&E, you know, came out to uh, with a quick response saying, PG&E recognizes the challenges created by recent delays in new uh, project connection timelines and are actively working to increase the number of customers we will connect through the end of this year. While we while we understand the frustration some are feeling, exploring a public takeover will not benefit customers, whether in Fresno or elsewhere. And I think PG&E really recognizes those challenges created by uh, those recent delays in the uh, um, new project connection timelines. And I think they're really going to start working with the cities and also a lot of uh, public officials uh, to really get the solutions they need for these updates and build solutions to meet the energy needs of the customers and also the, the hometowns um, that are, are privileged to serve. You know, there are several factors they say that, uh, that, that are, that they have um, to execute a project within those schedules and within normal timelines. And many of them are just, uh, the resources that, that uh, they're trying to meet um, are growing in demand and both reduced and more costly due to inflation 
and uh, just the really cash supply that um, is now uh, within um, the supply chain. And those are what is causing delays. But while, you know, these frustrations, a lot of people are feeling like the public takeover will not really benefit customers. You know, Fresno is a big place and it's starting to grow, but we, uh, we, we're going to see challenges when it comes to, um, you know, trying to, trying to have clean, uh, electricity. Um, I just think, you know, if PGE is not trying to sell any of their assets and are not trying to really, uh, sell any of their, uh, you know, just, just their, their technology, I think for the long term, it's going to cost us a lot more money. You know, we're trying to really carve out um, our own electrical grid that will probably result in a fragmented um, energy system that will slow, you know, California's whole progress to clean energy. Um, but there's a lot of different solutions that we could address here. Uh, and the challenges ahead is definitely going to be a long run. So I think it, it's important for communities and the economy of those communities to really uh, make a choice and, and, and try to carve out something that is going to be uh, good for business and also good for uh, the whole of California. But I think, you know, we recognize that these delays um, in any business or any home that, you know, new home that is being built um I think those those places should have um, they should have um, complete customer co uh, satisfaction from PG and E. As you know, those new places are um, months ahead of of um, already uh, months in advance, ready to to go ahead and and start building. You know, uh, I I just feel like. Uh, when it comes to these timelines and, 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 and these projects to be done, I think PG&E needs to work with these uh, these official, the public officials and also uh, the officials that are leading um, us into the next, you know, coming election. It's going to be a hard thing to do, but I think, you know, uh, really putting pressure on PG&E is the right thing to do because um, showing that the current suppliers – uh, need to really have an increased avail availability. Um, and if it's an inflation uh, purpose, they may need to bite the bone on that. Um, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll be seeing a lot more um, collaborating uh, solutions with PG&E and local officials, uh, providing, you know, monthly transformer updates, working with these developers, working with city officials, directly to navigate, you know, the supply chain of these challenges to get uh, power to these customers. But this is a big thing. And I hope that you guys are uh, paying attention because this is, could be something um, that w may challenge us here as, in Fresno and also uh, a challenge that might face California as energy is starting to get ridiculously priced. So hopefully you guys understand what's going on and make sure you guys are doing your part uh, by by uh, being aware of what's going on. And hopefully you guys stick around uh, for the Blaze podcast as we talk about uh, sports. Now let's talk about one of our favorite segments of the podcast, uh, Friday Night Lights. And let's talk about 
our Friday Night Light scores of last week. We had number 16, Hanford, versus number 10, Lamore. And Lamore beat Hanford 42-15. to And then we had the number 2 team, Buchanan, versus the number 11 team, Clovis East. And Buchanan had a huge uh, run over Clovis East, 69-27. to We had Sierra Pacific versus Hanford West. And Hanford West beat Sierra Pacific 18-0. We had Golden West versus El Diamante. And El Diamante uh, beat Golden West in a close game, 14-12. to Then we had Roosevelt versus Fresno High. And Roosevelt rolled all over Fresno High, 33-12. to Then we had Clovis, who was the number 12 team versus the number 1 team, Clovis West. And Clovis West ran over Clovis, 27-0. to Then we had Bullard versus Edison. And Edison beat Bullard, 37-14. to And then we had Alpaw versus Sierra. And Sierra beat Alpaw, 55 to 8. Then we had Madera South versus Torres. Uh, and then Torres beat Madera South 29 to 20. We had Selma versus the number nine team Kingsburg. And Kingsburg, I, I don't think I've ever seen a high score this big. 76 to 22. And then Liberty out in uh Madera Ranchos versus Chowchilla. And Liberty beat Chowchilla. 57 to 7, Fireball versus Mendota, and Mendota got the best of Fireball 28 to 21. Then we had Kalinga versus Dos Palos, which Kalinga beat Dos Palos 39 to 22. Then we had Bakersfield versus the number three team, Liberty from Bakersfield, and Liberty beat Bakersfield 55 to 3. Then we had the number 13 team, Garces Memorial versus Stockdale. And Garces Memorial ran over Stockdale 38 to 0. We had Kerman versus the number 19 Washington Union High School. And Washington Union beat Kerman 14 to 0. We had Justin Garza versus Madera. And Justin Garza beat Madera 20 to 6. Then we had Emmanuel versus the number 5 team, Central Valley Christian High School. And Central Valley Christian High School beat Emmanuel 50 to 7. Then we had the number 21 team, Sanger versus the number 4 team, San Joaquin Memorial. And San Joaquin Memorial High School beat. Sanger 56 to 21. Then we had Reedley versus Exeter, which Exeter beat Reedley 17 to 14. And then we had Hoover versus McLean, which McLean beat Hoover 22 to 20. And let's start off uh, with our weekly matchups. And we'll start off with our Thursday matchups as Fowler uh, goes against Justin Garza. And then we have Mission Oak versus San Luis Obispo. And then for uh, our Friday night uh, night matchups, we got Ridgeview versus Hanford, Centennial versus Clovis North, Edison versus Bakersfield Christian football team, Edison versus Redwood versus Central, Riverdale versus Chowchilla, Layton versus Sierra, West versus Dos Palos, Paso Robles versus Sanger, Sunnyside versus Tulare Western. Or Union, Tulare Union, McLean versus Corcoran, Madera versus Carruthers, Independence versus Porterville, Exeter versus Kalinga, Roosevelt versus Templeton, Arroyo Grande versus Chavez, St. Inez versus Kerman, Santa Maria versus Madera South, Clovis East versus St. Joseph, Garces Memorial versus Clovis, Dinuba versus Washington Union High School, and Reedley versus Torres. So there are some great games this week, as I think this week's uh, matchup of the week is going to have to be against Clovis East versus St. Joseph. Uh, that's the number 11 team, Clovis East versus the number 7 team, St. Joseph. Um, there's also some great games as, you know, Clovis High versus Garces Memorial. That's a 4 and 6 and four and six uh but there's no really big matchups this week um make sure you guys tune in next week for more of the matchups but now let's talk about some power rankings and this week at number 10 we have lamore 
with the record of nine and one. And then at number nine, we have Kingsburg, who's nine and one. Clovis North, who's at number eight with six and four. At number seven, we've got St. Joseph from Santa Maria, who's nine and one. At number six, we've got Central, who's six and four. At number five, we have Central Valley Christian out of Visalia, who's still undefeated, 10 and 0. At number four, we have San Joaquin Memorial, who's 8 and 2. Liberty out of Bakersfield, 8 and 2. Buchanan uh, is 8 and 2. And then Clovis West is 9 and 1. So we still have a lot of football to be left to be played. So make sure you guys tune in every week for your central section high school football rankings and also your football scores. Now let's talk about our Fresno State Bulldogs who are four and four overall and right now they're three and one in the Mountain West Conference. And last week uh the dogs continue uh their season as they defeated San Diego State in a comeback win. The dogs started off slow as Jake Hayner made his debut after missing the last few games and looked really rusty. The dogs went down early as the Aztecs had a good lead over the dogs throughout the game. Then the dogs came into life in the fourth quarter, scoring 15 unanswered points in one of the biggest comebacks in Bulldog history. I have now witnessed Jake Hayner's greatness as I saw him make a comeback in 2021 versus UCLA and also uh, I think it was UNLV. But now we have this comeback that I will never forget against San Diego State. And Jake Hayner threw the ball 34 for 45 for 394 yards and three TDs. And the only mistakes that he really had were on his two interceptions, which throughout the game they were getting uh, to, to Jake Hayner, um, getting him on his back, getting him a lot of losses of yards. Um, so I, I don't blame him for those two interceptions. But our receiving core really had – Two great players of the game, both getting 100-plus points. Uh, we'll talk about number two, Zane Pope, who had 10 receptions for 143 yards and one TD. But the player of the game had to be number one, Nico Rimigio, who had a, a game-winning score. But the return of Jake Hayner was really the, the biggest news of the game as uh, this this uh, game is now uh, reshaping our season with our eyes on the Mountain West Championship game. Uh, this puts us in the lead for the Mountain West West Division. So we're on top of our uh, game now, and, and we're continuing to roll on to uh, next week. Uh, but this weekend, the Dogs will need another great showing from the Wed Wave at uh, Valley Children's Stadium to beat Hawaii. The Dogs, uh, you know, this comeback, um, I will never forget, I think, a lot of the fans need to, to really focus on how well those uh, those Bulldogs are playing right now. Uh, but the Dogs' comeback was a miracle, uh, and it was a much-needed win to keep us on track. So we must bring our A game this weekend as the Rainbow Warriors will be ready to hit us hard, especially after an ugly start we had last week versus San Diego State. Just make sure to sh uh, tune in every week for more on your Fresno State Bulldogs. Uh, as now the season is uh, the most exciting as it has been since the start of the of the season. So we got a lot more games to be played, uh, but make sure you guys tune in every week to the Blaze Podcast for more on your Federal State football.
And now let's talk about our Fresno State men's basketball and the Dogs 2022-2023 season tipped off yesterday with the 69-62 exhibition win versus Stanislaus at the St. Mark Center. The Dogs were led by senior guard Isaiah Hall, who scored 22 points. The Dogs had a slow start, then pulled ahead with their defense with 45-second half points to pull away with a seven-point win. The men's base, uh, basketball team um, season will officially tip off on Monday versus Fresno Pacific at 7 p.m. at the Saymart Center. And I think tickets go for $5 or $10. Uh, but also the Fresno State women's basketball uh, will be hosting their exhibition game versus San Francisco uh, tomorrow on Friday, November 4th at 6 p.m. Their first actual game of the 2022-23 season will be versus Fresno Pacific on Monday, November 7th at 4.30. The women's dogs were picked to finish 8th in the Mountain West. The dogs will have a new product on the floor as the Cavender Twins took their talents to Miami. Um, and the dogs are adding 6 new players, 4 freshmen, and 2 transfers. And we will just have to wait to see how good these ladies can be, and we're just going to have to support them throughout the season. So make sure to stay tuned to the Blaze Podcast for more on your women's Bulldog basketball. Now let's talk about the NFL. Let's start off with Week 8 scores. As we start off last week with the Ravens versus Buccaneers, the Ravens got a, a great win over the Buccaneers, 27-22, to which the Buccaneers have now uh, went to number 2 in the NFC South. Now we have the Broncos versus the Jaguars, and the Broncos got a must-needed win versus the Jaguars, 21-17. The Dolphins beat the Lions in a close game. The Dolphins beat them 31-27. And then the, the Falcons beat the Panthers in a, in a great game that went into overtime. It should have went into the Panthers' favor, but the Falcons beat the Panthers at the end of overtime, 37-34. And then we had the Cardinals versus the Vikings, which the Vikings have been playing at a great pace. Uh, they beat the Cardinals 34-26. to And then we had the Bears versus the Cowboys, which the Cowboys have been on a tear. Uh, they beat the Bears 49-29. to And then we had the Raiders versus the Saints, which the Saints beat the Raiders 24-0. Uh, to And the Raiders just haven't been looking very good since the beginning of the season. Um, then we had the Steelers versus the undefeated Eagles, and the Eagles got the best of the Steelers, 35-13. to And then the Patriots versus the Jets, and the Patriots beat the Jets 22-17. to Then we had, had a division matchup between the Titans and the Texans, which the Titans beat the Texans 17-10. to And then we had uh, the Giants versus the Seahawks, which surprisingly the Seahawks continued to play well. Uh, they beat the Giants 27-13. And then we had the Commanders versus the Colts, which the Commanders got a one-point win, 17 over uh, the Colts to 16. And then we had the 49ers uh, over the Rams, 31-14. Uh, to 14. And then the Packers lost to the Bills, 27-17. to 17. And then for Monday night, we had the Browns beat the Bengals, 32-13. to 13. And, and right now, we have some some great standings um let's start off with the AFC East uh the Bills right now lead uh the AFC East uh with the record of 6 and 1 
And then in the AFC West, we got the Chiefs at 5-2. And, and then the AFC North, we got the Ravens at 5-3. And, and then the AFC South, we got the Titans with 5-2. And, and then the NFC, um, we'll start with the NFC East. The Eagles have a 7-0. and They're the only undefeated team in the NFL right now. And then the NFC West, we have the Seahawks, who are 5-3. And, and then the NFC North, we have the Vikings, who are 6-1. And then the NFC South, we got the Falcons, who are 4-4. Four and four. And we have a lot of uh, great games this week as well, um, which we'll be paying attention to. Uh, we'll start off with today's game, Eagles versus the Texans. And then on Sunday, we have the Colts versus Patriots, Packers versus Lions, Chargers versus Falcons, Bills versus Jets, Vikings versus Commanders, Panthers versus Bengals, Raiders versus Jaguars, Dolphins versus Bears, Seahawks versus Cardinals, Rams versus Buccaneers, Titans versus Chiefs, and Ravens versus Saints. And in my opinion, I mean, of course you want to watch division uh, leaders play, but I think the the real game that's going to be for uh for this is going to be the Rams versus the Buccaneers, which both teams need a must win. Uh, as the Rams went down uh to the Niners last week. And the Buccaneers, they just dropped to second place in the NFC South. So they need a win to, to really get back in the standings. So I think the Rams versus Buccaneers is going to be a great game. Um, let me know what games you guys are going to be paying attention to. And let me know uh, if you guys are are paying attention to the NFL. And let me know what, what's your favorite NFL team. And I'll, and I'll maybe next week go in-depth on your NFL team. So make sure to push play on the Blaze Podcast every week. And make sure to stay tuned for the NFL segment. Now let's talk about the MLB. And we're in the World Series right now. We have the Phillies versus the Astros. And we're now in game four. And now, right now, we're tied 2-2 in the matchup. Um, in game one, the Phillies beat the Astros 6-5. In game two, the Astros came back to beat the Phillies 5-2. And then in game three, the Phillies beat the Astros 7-0. And then... Game four, the Astros beat the Phillies 5-0. and oh. Game five is going to be tonight at 5-0-3, and then game six on Saturday, and then game seven on Sunday. So this has been a great World Series so far. I think right now we got to go with uh, the Astros as, you know, they have the odds right now of winning the, winning the, the World Series. Uh, but I think... When you're talking about road games, um, I think the Astros are probably the, the favorite to win on the road. Um, game five of the 2022 World Series happened in Philadelphia tonight, uh, and then they'll be returning to Houston for game six and game seven. So if the Astros could get you know a game here on the road and then play two at home, I think the Astros could get it. But the Phillies, you know, they've been – Hitless since the sixth inning of the game three, and no longer have a perfect postseason home record. Their home field advantage moves back to Houston, and we have a three-game series to determine the World Series champs. But the team that has won game five has won the World Series 70% of the time. So 
we gotta we gotta continue to see who's gonna win Astros or Phillies. Let me know what you think, especially because the series is at two two right now. Let me know who you guys got for the World Series between the Phillies and the Astros, and make sure to tune in to the Blaze Podcast next week for more on the MLB World Series. And now let's talk about the NBA. And I just want to start off with my LA Lakers, who got their first win of the season uh, versus the Denver Nuggets last week. Uh, they got their second win yesterday uh, versus the Pelicans. On a both of them were team efforts. And I believe seeing Russell Westbrook now in that uh, second team playing in the six-man role is really going to give the Lakers the depth that they need. Um, Seeing that they got two games in a row now, I'm really happy for the Lakers. Hopefully, uh, Darvin Ham could put together more great games as he put uh, Matt Ryan, one of our sharpshooters, in position to tie the game in uh, the end of regulation and to put the Lakers in a position to really succeed and get the win uh, last night. Uh, the Lakers are playing great right now, and I, I just want them to continue uh, with their success. Uh, but now let's talk about our power rankings. We'll talk about the five top teams in the NBA right now. Uh, at number five, we got the Portland Trailblazers, who have a record of five and one. Um, even though you know Damian Lillard suffered a strained calf, uh, which he will be reevaluated, uh, we've seen some great uh, play from uh, the uh, the team's franchise player Anthony Simmons, who went for thirty points against uh, Houston, uh, but he has been uh, leading the team with the role that he had last season when. Uh, Lillard was really out most of the season, and also they traded C.J. McCollum to the Pelicans. Uh, But seeing that some of these young guys are now uh, bumping up their play and starting to see uh, them blossom, we're we're now seeing that the Portland Trailblazers are looking like one of the top teams in the Western Conference. At number four, we have the Boston Celtics, who have a record of 4-2. and You know, uh, the Celtics are still struggling right now, uh, even though they're getting the games uh, won. Uh, but they've been without their uh, center, Robert Williams III, who has been their rebounding uh, and shot blocker. Uh, but they currently rank 24th in the rebounding right now, um, and they're definitely looking for their uh, big man rotation from Noah Vonley and Bl- uh, Blake Griffin. So it's going to be... An interesting uh, week for the for the Celtics to, to get back their their big man and, and to uh, get back into those uh, rebounding stats and, and getting better at that uh, stat line. Uh, but at number three, we got the Cleveland Cavaliers, who have a record of five and one. And Kevin Love has been hotter than anything this year. I mean, this week uh, he scored twenty nine points against the Knicks. But he's been doing his damage with uh, the three-point ball. Um, he also was getting those rebounds. And seeing that they've been playing with a young team and, and seeing how Cleveland looks to, to, to take advantage of that Eastern Conference, um, they got the eye on, on, on the playoffs right now. And I feel like Cleveland is looking like the real deal. Uh, but now at number two, we got the Phoenix Suns, who have a record of 6-1. and one. And it's been Chris Paul really who, who has been really playing at an all-time high, having 15 tur- uh, assists and zero turnovers. Uh, and this is the ninth time he has th- had at least 15 assists in a game with no turnovers. 
And that's a record that has been set by John Stockton. Uh, and since, I mean, that was in the 90s. So Paul has been really been doing it and is also the oldest uh, player to have 15 assists since uh, Steve Nash did it with the Suns. So this is going to be a, a great, great uh, season for the Phoenix Suns, I think. Uh, they're really putting it together. And I think um, if they could really, you know, uh, set themselves up for the regular season, they could make a big punch in the playoffs. Uh, but the only team right now uh, that's undefeated and it's the number one team of the week, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks with uh, a 6-0 record, you know, this is the first time in franchise history this happened. Um, they finished with 60 wins the last time it happened, uh, and that was actually with uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, and that's when he was the league's MVP. And it's still early to to see exactly who's MVP, but Ante Kananupu is one of those players that is showing signs of uh, MVP candidation and to me, the last five straight games, the second longest streak of his career, he had 30 points in in the fi in five straight games. So seeing how great Giannis has been playing and seeing how good the Bucs uh, could be, that they possibly could be the front runners for uh, the Eastern Conference. Uh, but make sure you guys tune in each week uh, for more on the NBA as we talk about NBA power rankings. And hopefully next week we'll be talking about uh, the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference standings. So each week, uh, the NBA is something that I love to talk about. So make sure you guys tune into the Blaze Podcast for more on the NBA. But I'd like to just say thank you for pushing play this week and every week. Your support goes a long way. You guys could share this podcast, share it with someone new. Let them know they could uh, depend on this podcast every Thursday to give them new content. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Anchor Podcasts, or basically anywhere you guys get your podcasts. You can also get a hold of us on all of our social networking on Facebook, on Instagram, Snapchat, anywhere that you guys uh, see that Blaze Podcast. Make sure you guys get a hold of us and let me know how you guys are doing throughout the week. You know, this is an incredible journey, continuing strong and hopefully you guys are continuing with that positivity throughout this week you know uh, this podcast has gone a long way and it's because of your guys' support so each and every week i want to thank you and this success that we've had is all because of you guys make sure you guys are supporting all your local businesses supporting all your local artists and make sure you're supporting all your local podcasts i'm alejandro veather signing off episode 193